Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Hey, boo. Hey, I'm glad you're safe. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess first off, a tornado ripped through St. Louis and then kept going through Illinois and Kentucky. And um, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody that are affected by it. Mm-hmm. Did it start in St. Louis? Um, I don't. I don't know, but it near it, right outside, anyway. Yeah, like our. Our phones, you know how the they send out that alert on the on the phone yeah. that sent out and and then sirens went on. We turned on our TV just to see like the weather channel, you know, and yeah, it was coming straight for us. <laughs> but um, we were lucky and it missed us. It missed the shop. Um, but as I think everybody knows, it it didn't miss a lot of people. So that's so yeah. sad, terrible, man. Um, but uh, are we recording? No, are we? <laughs> Um, Mike, I like, I like hearing your voice. It helps me feel good inside. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been thinking about you all day. Okay, cool. <laughs> you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Check this shit out. Cool. Are you just picking That's these up now weekly? Yeah. Just some, you know, current, Christmas ornaments that I think are, um, you know, set the tone, like put out a certain vibe that right. puts out a certain vibe on, on Christmas. Right. Cool. I got, I got gushers. <laughs> okay. So the shitty thing is, is the Bob, let me show you this one. Yeah. You said the Bob Ross one was destroyed. I took it home that night mm-hmm. in my yeah. backpack and I thought I had it secure, but no <laughs> damage. Well, we still, I mean, the most important thing is we got his face. We got his face and the smile, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he basically what he does is chill with post, like with posty right up there on the tree. Yep. You know, post Malone's from here. No. So he's from Texas. No, he's from Syracuse. He lived in him. Texas. Should I, yeah, should I text him, him real quick? Mm-hmm. Let's get him on the phone because this isn't true. Yeah, this is. We got Post Malone, Bobcat Goldwaith, and uh, Dio from Cortland. When, James. We, when, when you say from here, Syracuse, 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 whatever it is, isn't yeah. from where you live. You don't live in Syracuse. I live in the bubble. It's like not far from me. Yeah. When you said from here, I was like, wow, he's from Whitney Point. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Like you went to high school with him or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Wikipedia. It's not accurate. Early life. Ready? He was born on July 4th. Well, that's badass. And he was born in Syracuse, New York. But he moved away the next day. Because it was shitty. (laughs) To Texas. (laughs) The very next day. Yeah. Like he spent a a day there and he was like, I'm out. Yeah. Fuck this place. How was Chicago? It was fun. Uh, It was kind of a super last minute trip. Found out this weekend that I uh, had the opportunity to go to Chicago and uh, it worked out really well for me because 
Um, one of my favorite bands, Lawrence Arms, was playing in Chicago hometown show, and I got tickets. So I went to MNR and talked about education for quite a while with uh, the girls, with the varsity ladies, and then uh, went to Lawrence Arms the next day and flew home. Yeah, I see like a pattern developing here. So basically it is, where's one of my favorite bands playing? And I have mm-hmm. business there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then you go there on um, on business. And then it right. just so happens that one of your favorite bands is playing there. <laughs> that's cool. Weird. Yeah, that's cool. Weird how that happens. It works out sometimes, you know, what in life, qu- like... What a quinky dink. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while. Anyway, I think that's the show. Yeah. So, well, thanks. See you later. <clears throat> yeah, bye. Love you, bye. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> we did it with the same <laughs> man. Well, almost. I guess it was flipped. I don't know how that works. It's flipped. Yeah. This is weird because you're weird. Tell me I about am. your week. Um, it's definitely bit bipped. It's definitely bipped. bipped. Wow. It's cool. Super you're getting bipped. real hip. <laughs> you get all the hip words. You probably don't know what that means, do you? Mm-hmm. No, it's a St. Yeah. Louis thing. Yeah. Well, it's bipped for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not quite well, I would say embroidery is banging like there's it's pretty stacked up still, but screen bipped and banging is bipped. We still have like we print it every day, of course. Yeah. But it's just not as overtime and as crazy and as holy shit. Pedal yeah. to the metal. We're not getting slow. Done. Did it slow down quite a bit for you? What are you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. I know, but like a good amount, not just like a little bit. Were you listening to the first like 15 sentences. I just All I said. heard was bipped and I was like, this guy's fucking <laughs> has no idea what's going on in life. All right. Let's I talk sh- to me. How was your week? How was your week? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Was it my bipped? week? My week was so fucking bipped. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Monday came in, did the normal shit, worked Tuesday, was visited by Alex and uh, varsity girls came up and hung out here and we went to steak night. And then Wednesday I flew out to Chicago and I did that whole thing. And I flew back Friday afternoon and was exhausted. So I went home, took a nap, just kind of hung out. And then today I went to the diner with the kids and then went to get some stuff downtown. And then uh, I'm here with you Hmm. on Saturday. A lot of stuff. Yeah. When you say varsity girls, I think, Everybody should know it's the Christina's. The Christina's, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they came up. From what I understand, they came up to teach you how to screen print, right? Right. Yes. And so, super smart ladies. Did you get? Did you get anywhere? I got schooled. Yeah. By the varsity. Schooled by, varsity. by the makes var- varsity. Right. The girls. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Hey, how does Santa wash his hands? Your piss. Nope. Santa sanitizer. <laughs> okay, cool. I almost messed that up, but someone didn't think very I, hard on that one. Oh no, they I thought really hard because that wasn't oh, was the you. original. Okay. Like I kind of wrote that halfway. Yeah, I, I can tell. Fuck off. What's yours? Okay, let's hear yours. Okay, go ahead. You've heard of Murphy's Law, but have you heard of Cole's Law? Coast Law, yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty much good. cabbage and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. But that has that's not Christmas, so I win. I mean, Christmas ones. 
Well, you knew the theme today and you blew it. I blew it all over. Do you have any other Christmas dad jokes? No. I'll do better next time, dad. Sorry. Okay. Good one. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) That was a good one, Dylan. (laughs) Thanks. What is that? Cookies? Cookies. Are they gluten-free? From Frank. I doubt it. I hope Frank. I hope not. I hope Frank made them himself. We got a card. He did. They're special cookies. Like how special? Like got some of that devil's lettuce in there? (laughs) Oh. Ooh. Okay, Frank. Okay. Send me a pic. A Polaroid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frank. Um, wishing you and your family a Merry Xmas. I like you better than Dylan. Frank. That's not what that says. So it's a, Thanks, Frank. You know what that Thanks, is? Frank. Is I, I haven't gotten any cookies yet, so it's probably poison for paying for dinner <laughs> that night. So enjoy your fucking cookies, asshole. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe he'll, you'll get a card. I'll probably get like steaks. You see that? See that? Yeah. See how the Golden Boys uh, poster to help go to their fund? Yeah. I think also that they um, had enough like that first round of sales that they're going to, um, they announced away some equipment. They're going to give away some stuff, but they, I don't think we know who yet. Mm-hmm. Good guys over there. Good guys. Mm hmm. Did uh, what, did what we want to did we want to talk about Frank, especially after you made me do the Frank button? You know, it all starts with the screen. Truth. And whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. Definitely true. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, mm-hmm. rank.com or greatfuckingscreens.com. Exactly. Good yep. job, Dylan. Thanks, man. Nobody likes cleaning screens. Let's face it. Nobody. But EasyWay makes it easier. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Truth. Check them out at easyway.com. EasyWay. It's the easiest way. Hands down. Hey, did you know Action Engineering makes accessories printers need? You don't say. I do. They have all kinds of rad stuff on their website actionengineering.com and be sure to use shirt show at checkout and get a one-time discount of 1 million percent off false 15% off. And while we're on this topic, our guest today made a post that had me laughing out loud. He made this post where he has, it was like on Thanksgiving or right around says, check out this Turkey. I drew go to my shop, Type in any code you want and get 0% off your order. <laughs> the St. Macy's, enjoy your clams. Perfect I like it. Post. I know, right? <laughs> um, Monarch makes ink. Truth. Mm-hmm. Monarch. Make. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not even monarch.com. It's like monarchcolor.com. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Aaron's going to be pretty upset with you. Mm-hmm. So I think we better also say that they make an everyday white 
which I just got another drum of. It showed up Stark LB White. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what's kick ass about that is you can use it for the mixing system. It's the same white. You don't need a special white. Yes. Yes. Um, so learn more at monarchcolor.com. Mm-hmm. Ink better, print better, be better. Live Moss. Monarch. Monarch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck That's yeah. good. You're, you're so good. Hey, I want to say this is totally for me. Sorry if I'm hijacking, but uh, we are doing a toy drive here at Upstate. So if anybody wants to send toys to some local kids who need it, just uh, mail some shit to Upstate Merch, 9 Railroad Street, Whitney Point, New York, 13862. And I'm going to get it to some local kids. Awesome of you, dude. And while you're in those good spirits, go to our YouTube page or our Instagram and like and subscribe and do all those awesome things and share about us because you love us and we love you. Mm-hmm. Cheers. You got something Cheers. there? Got anything? Yep. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. You want to tell everyone about our guest today? When you when you cheers, you got to drink some. You don't just. Oh, oh shit! Sorry. <clears throat> okay. That's a proper cheers right there. Oh yeah. Our guest today is Max Gordon from Birdwatcher Studio in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. His thing is pool. Like he does shirts for the pool world, not pools like swimming pool. He's a pool boy. Billiards. Oh, he is a pool boy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. Hashtag pool boys. You ready? You want to stretch, stretch it out? Yeah, fuck yeah, I need to stretch. Take a breath. Oh yeah. Oh. Ugh. stretch all those muscles I don't have mm. Mm. yeah get in there ready uh, uh, I'm so stretched <laughs> I pre-stretched before this mm. you gotta do your up downs right your, can you touch your tongue to your nose I don't come anywhere near either that's all you got. Can't do it. Tongue challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Cool. <laughs> Shall we? Let this let this son of a bitch in. Let's talk about Max. pools. Uh, it's not pools. You misunderstood. I tried to make yeah, it clear. We're gonna we're just swimming. He's gonna be swimming, right? Yes. Exactly. Some mm-hmm. floaties. You probably wore floaties, didn't you? No, uh-uh, not me. I was on the swim team. I told you that story. Hairless? Be honest, when you were on the swim team, did you shave your body? I didn't have hair. I never hit puberty. I can see. So. Yeah, that's true. You're not lying about that. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors looked at it, and they couldn't figure anything out, and they were just like, eh. Oh, he's not that's swimming. Can you hear me? Hey! Yes. All right. We got it. Cool. I don't need two of these, right? Just one? It depends on who you want to hear more. <laughs> I think it's just one. We got it in stereo, so pick pick who you really want to listen to. I think I can hear both of you, right? Oh, can you? I think so. That's how it works because yeah. I take one out sometimes cool. to charge, you know? I'm, no, I'm just saying it would be cooler if it was like me on one and you on the other. And he was like, fuck Andy, and took it out and just set it down. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have a, I'm not a big Apple guy. Well, I kind of am. So I have more, J more run. oranges and pears. I don't have the, uh, <laughs> I don't have the, the regular headphones mm. like everybody else, like the air. Whatever. Why are you anti Apple? Uh, I'm just anti iPhone. I've tried it and I don't like it. I can't do it. Android so, okay. all the way. It's not like a philosophical, like an ethical thing. Oh no, not at all. No, it's just, I, I actually, um, I actually had an iPhone for like a week and I was like, can I bring this back if I don't like it? And the guy just laughed at me and he's like, yeah, sure. And then a week later I brought it back and he was like, no one's ever done this before. <laughs> and I was like, I just didn't like it. I don't, I don't know. The buttons are small. It's weird. I'm like I'm all galaxy, but I, I draw on an iPad. That's what I'm looking at right now. And my computer is iMac. Just my phone. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> so what's going on today? It's weird. We're recording on a Saturday. So is it? Uh, yeah. So uh, are we killing your Saturday tonight? Are we ruining your weekend plans? No, no. I got the fights coming on at like six and I'm good. I'm watching them too after this. Oh, cool. Nice. Who you got? Mm-hmm. You think it's a Poirier? Poirier or, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Probably. I think I think I'm going to Oliveira. Mm. All right, With a submission. Yeah, I think I don't think I'm going to watch the prelims. I think I'm just going to get on at ten and watch the main card. Yeah, yeah. I just so. bought it right now. I'll probably order a pizza and drink right. more beer. How much does but, that cost? I don't uh, know. I haven't bought it in a long time, but I think it's like what, like sixty, sixty-five bucks, maybe sixty-nine ninety-nine. It just paid. They would make it sixty-nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, why not? If you have to make a price around there, you might as well go with 69. Yeah, I just don't get the 99 cents that always annoys the shit out of me. Because it sounds cheaper. <clears throat> That's right, it does. Right. And then Make, 70. Makes you think like it's a good deal. Yeah. Mm. So other than that, what's going on? How's things? Good, busy. Um, I just got rid of like a... Uh, <clears throat> not, I don't want to say got, got rid of. I, I stopped doing um, contract printing. Good for you. Um, so I could focus more on like my designs and my artwork and all my screen prints and stuff like that. Um, I figured, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot of work for a lot of time. So a little money. I wanna, yeah. I want to focus on, on my stuff. I have a lot more fun doing it. You know, it's like right. way, Oh my God, I'm the worst. Sorry. I don't know if you heard that. That wouldn't have happened on an iPhone. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I, I cut. I actually only listened to one episode so far. I swear, I'll listen to more. Um, and I, I felt weird, but uh, I was like, "Am I going to be like the only guy to go on the show and be like, I don't love printing t-shirts?" <laughs> no, dude. I okay. It, it'd be cool to hear that perspective. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like it, you know, it's good money. It's cool to not to have a boss because I just work for myself. It's just me. I don't have anybody. To, I have an assistant, but he like goes to school. So sometimes he comes for holiday weekends or holidays and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I got into screen printing after, um, well, after school, but I became a graphic designer in uh, Center City, Philadelphia. And uh, if you've ever worked in like a design office, there's a, like a ton of downtime. So, uh, I would just go on Craigslist and look for like screen printing equipment. Um, 
And I found a shirt press and a dryer and stuff. And it was kind of like all in one shot. So I bought it thinking like, maybe I'll use it for like my own stuff. I just had like extra money and extra right. time and stuff. Cause I was just doing this stupid job. Well, it was, it was a good job, but, um, and then I started to pick up, well, I set everything up in my parents' basement and then I, um, set everything up and just started taking orders, but I was burning screens in my studio in Philly and bringing them back to my parents' house in Jersey. And I was like, I'll just do this to pay the bills. So I quit that job and they were really cool. And then they gave me like all their screen printing business. And uh, it was cool. I was the, doing the design like, place had screen printing business that they didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing design for like Sailor Jerry, Narragansett, Guinness, Miller, uh, all kinds of stuff. So that I got a bunch of little accounts doing that. And uh, I was like, all right, this will just like help my like drawing habit, you know? Right. And then I got so much work, like never advertised. It was just all word mouth. And uh, it just got, it got really hectic. Um, and then you know, I got into debt and then I paid the debt off and I've been printing t-shirts a lot. And, uh, I just, I feel, I feel happier when I'm doing my own artwork and, yeah. and t-shirts and, you know, I don't have like a huge following or anything, but it's just, I have way more fun making art and I'd rather make less money right now. So I just tried to free up some time. So you don't the like printing, printing t-shirts, but do you like, cause you print posters too. Is that where you're at yeah. more? Like you actually enjoy that and it's just the t-shirt thing. Yeah, you no, like screen I, printing or or are you? I love you I like love screen. screen. I love all parts of screen printing. I like t-shirt printing, but like when I'm printing like client job after client job and like nothing my nothing of my stuff has has been printed, I kind of fall into like a slump, and I'm like, man, I hate this. But like it pays the bills, and I don't mind doing it. I like the challenge. I like the challenge of like not just t-shirts. Like I like right. when somebody comes to me and they want some weird thing that I have to like make some weird setup to print so that's like fun for it. yeah and even even like pantone mixing and and i i got into water-based like a discharge so that kind of like rejuvenated me a little bit because now i'm like all right cool i could do like really good quality stuff and it's like a little bit more fun because it's like challenging and, and all that kind of thing but also it's the it's the quality that i that i really I really like doing that but yeah the paper printing is cool I like doing that too. So when you, when you left the design place and got the screen printing stuff, like how long did it take you to like get up to speed on like how to print well enough to have those clients? I, act, I feel like those I are actually, clients that would be a little bit picky. Yeah, for sure. I actually, um, I interned and I worked as a, I, I got an internship while I was in school at UArts in Philly. And then I got an internship with awesome dudes. Shout out awesome dudes. They helped me with everything. Um, and so got the internship. They hired me. I worked there for like three years, three or so years. And then, you know, bounced around from like bar jobs to a tattoo shop. And then I initially, I, then I eventually found the uh, design firm. And uh, so I had that all under my belt. Like I knew everything. And I was also screen printing posters during that time. Okay. So you uh, had, you had pretty decent knowledge by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing with water-based ink, water-based ink and discharge and stuff like that, but plastol and like all kinds of stuff, paper and we did all kinds of weird shit. We did like one time we did a cake. We like screen printed this like chocolate on this cake thing. It was really cool. But yeah. I don't know. I feel that because I like screen printing, but you know, if you get in this I don't know, mode of just job after job. That's like you said earlier, either contract and sometimes contract work can look 
it's fun to print. You know, it depends on what country well, yeah, you're sure. talking about. But like if you're getting good art or something, that's great. But there's times mm -hmm. on press, though, that we're printing something that you don't like, you know, and oh, yeah. that could be, you know, the whole week can go by and you don't really love something. But usually um, there's something sprinkled, sprinkled in there that that is fun, whether it's the design or just maybe the, you know, the colors on it or something, some sort of challenge, you know, that, oh, yeah. that makes yeah, it for fun. Sure. Um, but for me, it seems like, like, I know that yesterday I went to turn off the second dryer and I was waiting because we had something like, I don't know, maybe there were 20 more shirts left and I was trying to get out of here like right at five. Um, and so the dryer takes like 20 minutes to cool or whatever. So I was like, trying to get that dryer off by maybe four 30 at the latest and kick everybody out for the weekend. And I was standing over there and I thought to myself, have I like been on press at all this entire week? You know, like, have I pulled one shirt off of a press or loaded one shirt on a press? And I couldn't remember. I don't think I did. And I thought to myself, that's sort of soul crushing, <laughs> you know, like, because, you know, um, I started this because I thought screen printing was cool. And here yeah. I am, uh, I went a whole week at work and I didn't print a shirt and that sucks. So yeah. I feel like the idea, I, I mean, I hear you when you say that, you know, you want to do something that you like, and I guess that's graphic design and then also maybe poster work and then some screen printing stuff for printing for yourself. And I think that yeah. we need to do more of that here. You know, we really need to have make time because that's the hardest thing. We really just need to set a time, set aside time. That's just as, as important as our other jobs to print something for us. Yeah. And we just haven't, we haven't done, I don't know if we've done anything this year, you know? Do you do like your own like shop shirts at all? We used like to, to like, not, not to sell, uh -uh, no, just to give away or like for, for everybody that works here. And then we give them away at the front. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's like one of my favorite things to do is when I come up with a, like a bird watchers design, it's like, it seems stupid. Cause it's like just my, it's basically like a business card, but people dig them and I really, I enjoy doing them and, give us gifts all the time. And, but sometimes I brought, I started bringing them to shows. Like I do like art fairs and punk rock flea markets and stuff. And somebody picked up one of my shirts and they were like, is this a band? And I was like, no, it's like my business. And they're like, I'm buying it. This is so cool. And I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. That's like my business card. So I was like <laughs> really fun. That's cool. And they're super into it, even though yeah. it's just something that you created. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't really have anything behind it too much other than your art. Do you guys do paper printing or just shirts? Just apparel. Hmm. I've always wanted to get into uh, paper printing. I just, I don't know. I just never have the time to dive into it too much, which is funny too, because like I collect screen printed posters. Like it's one of my favorite things just to get cool. screen printed posters from movies, like especially like yeah. movies I really like. So all the prints like in the office and everything are all yeah. screen, screen print posts, you know, like one of 20 or one of 50 or whatever. Um, yeah. I would love to print those someday. It's just one of those things. Like I have so much shit going on with just screen printing, oh, yeah. like apparel printing that it's like, it's going to have to be one of those things where later in life, I'm just a little, you know, I need another hobby. And I feel yeah. like right now I have too many hobbies. Yeah, right. so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so I'm waiting until that moment. Um, but no, I think it's super awesome. I love the art of it. I love that it's, uh, especially with a lot of those people is it's, um, everything's limited edition. You know what I mean? You can go on a gallery site. Like yeah. I'll go on a gallery site 
and look at movie posters and I'll go through and there'll be some I really like. And I'm like, Oh, this, this design's super rad. And I'll go to like, see what it is when you buy it. And you can see if it's like, you know, like digitally printed or screen printed. And if it's digitally printed, I'm like, I don't even want this. I know, I'm so biased when it comes to buying artwork. I'm like, yeah. if it's on screen printed, I don't want it. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. That's the thing that sucks though, too, is you know that like they're just sending it to a printer and then like they're just hitting print and it's coming out like, you know, one off, one off, one off. But you know, if it's uh screen printing, there's like a person behind it, like pulling a squeegee or, yeah. you know, moving it and doing it fucking, if it's a 10 color, putting it on 10 times. Yeah. And somebody um, stirred the eight by hand and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, like, it makes it so much more like, I don't know, so much more real. Yeah. So that's, what's, that's, what's upsetting is you see a real cool piece of art and you're like, I oh, mean, I would love that. And you see that they didn't get a screen printed at all. You're like, well, that's dead to me now. <laughs> yeah. I bought um, two uh, Robert Crumb pieces. One of them is like right there. Um, it was like my first two pieces of art that I bought and I was like, and they're prints. They're like digital prints. And uh, I really love them, but I'm like, oh, I wish they were screen printed. So I saved up and I got that like big, like stoned again. It's a 16 color screen print. It's like, it's so insane. And, like the last time I bought digital printed art was was him, but he's a yeah. legend, so it's not there. <laughs> yeah. While we're talking about um, movies, Max, tell me that your I hope your favorite movie is The Color of Money. I've never <laughs> seen Tom Cruise. I've, I've never seen it. <laughs> well, you have to. Yeah, I should see it, but I've seen the original, like the because that was the sequel to The Hustler. Uh, with Paul Newman. And uh, that's like one of my favorite movies ever. Um, that's kind of what I thought. Have you seen um, The Queen's Gambit? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah I love that too. So the, so the writer of The Queen's Gambit book, he wrote The Hustler and Color of Money. Oh, really? So I think to bring Poole back, we need a Netflix special, like a show. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know so that cool. was a sequel. I thought it was like a remake of like an older one and then just had Tom Cruise yeah. or whatever. But Yeah, it was like when uh, Paul Newman's character from The Hustler, he gets older and then he realizes everybody's like playing nine ball. I've never seen the movie. I read the book. The book is like incredible, but um, I haven't seen the movie. My favorite movie is True Romance. That's my favorite movie. Nice. No solid shit. Thing. Yeah, that's solid for sure. Yeah, I was just talking yeah. about it the other day because we were talking like Quentin Tarantino movies and... Uh, that one came up and Brad Pitt's character always cracks me up in that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I grew up playing pool. Um, just getting my ass kicked by like my uncles when I was a kid and then, um, started to get older. And then when you get older, you gotta like put, you gotta put five bucks up or whatever to play like during Thanksgiving. Now, were you, were you playing pool at your house or were you like your parents trying yeah. to do a bar and then you played pool? No, we, um, we had a table at the house growing up. We were, we grew up in bars, but, uh, pool was never really like, there's not a lot of pool tables, like where I'm from. So they weren't like in the bars. We just had one in my, you know, in my house. Um, yeah. And then my uncles would come over and kick my ass and then, uh, just got good at it and then got older and started shooting at bars and stuff. And then I found out about, um, APA, the American pool players association or whatever. Um, and I play uh, in a league now and tournaments and all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. And uh, I think it's, I guess it goes like hand in hand with like my art and like the influences that I have. Cause it's like, I really like how like CD that whole 
world is, but like, you know, you go out and play pool in a league and everyone's like super nice, but I, I do like the, the seediness of, of that kind of like how it's been traded you know. movies. Yeah. That and like how, you know, if I'm shooting good at like a bar, people are like, Oh, you're like a pool shark or whatever. You're like a pool hustler or whatever. I'm like, I'm not a hustler. I just really like the, I, I really enjoy the game. Right. But have you hustled yeah, yeah. anybody before? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's what I really want to don't act like yeah. you're above it. <laughs> well, I I've been hustled. So that's why I've tried to hustle, you know, right. well that um, yeah. violates one of your pool etiquette rules. What's that? What's why? I think there was a poster where you had pool etiquette and one of them was like no pool sharks or something like that. Oh no, there's no sharking. So no sharking is different. Like if you were to shark, that's like, you know, if you like, you try to distract somebody while they're, while they're shooting pool. I see that a lot of bars, like people go down to shoot and some idiots on the other side, like trying to, that's called sharking. Okay. I thought sharking was like that you played a, played a game and you act like you suck and then you yeah. bet money and then you, then you're awesome. Yeah. I think that's, that's also like another term for it, but I always do sharking and sharking could even be like talking shit. Like you could be sitting on your side with your team and you could be like talking shit or distracting or people have done like, uh, like if I'm shooting, like I remember this one time recently, I go down for the eight ball and a dude pretends like he's watching sports and he's freaking out. And I look up at the TV <laughs> and nothing's happening. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but it did work. <laughs> So how how often do you play then? Uh, I have a I have a table in my studio, so I play like every day. Um, you guys know um, uh, Morning Breath Inc. That's these yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture of their studio and it had a pool table in it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm doing that. So that's like <laughs> why I have the size of the studio that I have now. It's just like just because table. you can have a pool table. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I had a pool table for a little while and. Uh, I don't know. It was, uh, my uncle had a pool table in his house growing up and it was one of those things where every time we went over there, that was the first thing we did is we ran upstairs and played pool, but he yeah. had like a, such a small attic area that it was just like a six foot solid slate table. So it was like a real small one. And, uh, I remember when we were real little kids, my brother got his arm stuck in it and he had to take the whole pool table apart to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, I, uh, yeah, well, I was gonna say like that was super funny and like I've always had that ingrained in my head and then when I bought my first house uh I had this upstairs room that was very similar to like my uncle's and I was like I want to get a fucking pool table just like his so I like scoured the internet found an old uh like solid wood solid slate table that was that same six foot table and I went and got like the red felt to match like his and like oh, redid yeah. everything put it all back together like new rubbers for the bumpers and corners and everything and like new felt got the whole thing like put back together and then i bought this light that was like a um what's it called there like a stained glass kind of bar light that went over top and it had like some spots that needed touched up with black so i got this like black glass paint and i had it in my hand and i went up to do it and i dumped oh. the bottle on the fucking table <laughs> so i had to that take sucks. yeah i like literally brand new felt like just did the whole thing so yeah. I had to take the table apart again, take all the felt off, redo the felt again. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of like, it was one of those things. Like I'm not like super into pool, but it was always fun yeah. to play. Like when you had family over for like Christmas or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, it got to the point where that's pretty much the only time it ever got used was like on a holiday where like family came over. 
Yeah. So a little while ago, I ended up calling a buddy and I was just like, yeah, you can have the table if you want. So it was kind of oh, like cool. soul crushing a little bit to like yeah. all the work into it, get it all where you need it to be. And then to just like give it away. But I feel like I got my satisfaction in like getting it, fixing it, playing it for a little while. And then. Yeah. Got it's it cool. You just passed it on to somebody else. Hopefully they're putting some, putting some use to it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Did you do the, did you do the felt yourself? Yeah. Nice. That was challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done it, but I've recently had the guy had these guys come in to refill my table. And um <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with like just a regular bar table. They're uh it's um not drop pockets, so it'll it'll have the system where it goes down underneath. Yeah, that's how mine was. So yeah, yeah. So it was really loud and I felt bad about my neighbors at the, the studio. So I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just stuff the pockets. So I just take all these like test print shirts and I just <laughs> shove all the pockets. So then they came over to, uh, so they took off the slate and they're looking in it and they're like, oh, dude, you got dirty underwear <laughs> here. And I'm like, bro, oh, it's a shop. Like they're just t-shirts. They just look all shitty. Like actual shit on them. That's why they were like, oh, there's dirty underwear in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like blue shit all, all over these uh, but they it was cool when they were when they were there they they were watching me print and they were like can you print on pool table felt and i was like i don't know let me try so i gave them they gave me like a little piece i did a couple tests for them with like water-based ink and they said they were gonna like hit me up so i can print logos on like big pieces of fabric for them and uh they never i was really excited that, about it but they never that'd be really cool that'd be really cool with water-based yeah, yeah, because I I tested it with with um, plastisol just because I was printing plastisol at the time, and I was like, uh, and I put it on another screen and I did water based, and it, it looked great. Yeah, I've it had felt great. I can't feel it at all. It was cool. I've had people ask if we could t- print on uh, poker table felt yeah. before, which I guess is the same thing. Oh yeah. But have you ever had like what's the craziest thing yeah. somebody's asked you to print on? Um. When I was at Awesome Dudes, we did ceiling tiles. That was pretty cool. Uh, but me at Bird Watchers, just like um, I did notebooks, but that's not that weird. I did. Um, I feel like the cake bar. is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, um, I think it was like a it was like a big piece of chocolate or something. And the, <laughs> I don't. Uh, it was yeah, it was like a big piece of chocolate. And I remember they were like, "Well, how we you know we got to like." melt the chocolate a little bit to pull it through the screen and i'm sitting there and uh the owner ralph pink bike ralph he was uh he was printing it and i was like i don't even know if he wants me saying this but <laughs> he was printing it. i was like you're gonna be able to eat that there's like emulsion and shit like all over top of the cake <laughs> and stuff and but i don't know if anybody ended up eating it but that was fun <laughs> um i did a cornhole cornhole uh the game you know hopefully yeah 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 and uh <laughs> like bar bar taps like for beer mm-hmm. for uh pills and rkl i don't know there's probably some random some random shit do you have you guys do you guys print masks uh i did a couple for like one client but that's all i did i i kind of opted out of that whole thing yeah that was a nightmare and you I did, did it like one time bella ones didn't you oh yeah we did a tremendous amount of masks, but only mainly for just one person. And then it sort of, uh, we didn't offer it. Like we didn't actively try and sell them or anything, but 
we got calls for him and we said, yeah, we can do it. And so we ended up actually switching because it turned into, um, they weren't flat anymore and they, most of them were either pleated or curved or something like that. And so we yeah. ended up just transferring. So we would print transfers and this transfer onto the mask. It was way easier. And at the, at the quantities we were doing anyway, it was way easier. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, I'll get those mask palettes and shit. And mm -hmm. I did one job and it was like black and then white ink. And I just like put puff additive in it. So I didn't have to do two passes. Right. And then after that, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> that was a pain yeah <laughs> so go back to i guess you you started screen printing and you were like all right i'll take on client stuff and then how long did you do that until you were like oh i'm just gonna start doing my own stuff or were you doing your own stuff then too you just had too much client work so <clears throat> i guess i guess i could go back like even before the design uh, the, the, uh, design firm, I got the internship and then, um, me and Ralph, we got a studio together because he was doing, uh, like posters for venues. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, so interested. I'd annoy the shit out of him and just like wait till after work while he printed and asked him like a million questions about it. So I, I started screen printing posters first. That was like, so I was getting work from like, thanks to Ralph through, the um electric factory and live nation and stuff like that so i was i started out like printing my own illustrations which was really cool um and then were you, were you manually printing all that stuff or do they have uh like an auto oh yeah no manual yeah I, I did manual i i mean i just have like the one arm bandit thing yeah with the, with the vacuum table now but yeah yeah uh, i was doing everything like breaking my brutal but yeah, we did a lot of hand pulled screen printing for the posters, and um, and I was I was doing posters really like the pandemic goes, were just all over the place. But um, uh, yeah, so it was after, uh, sorry, after the um, studio that I had printing um, posters and everything. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> just that, like you, when you got your studio, you decided that you were going to take on the client work that the design firm sent you and oh, right yeah, yeah like you got into doing that but then you were also printing your own stuff at the same time or you waited or yeah yeah i was always doing yeah i was always doing like um i was always doing punk rock flea markets and art shows so i was always printing my own shirts or my own uh tote bags and koozies and all kinds of stuff like that so it was always like in the mix i was always i was i've been drawing since i was a little kid and then since I learned screen printing, I've basically been kind of printing my own stuff on the side. Right. So that's what I was going to ask you is like with your design thing, were you kind of always trying to get in the design world as far as like working at a firm or are you just kind of fell into uh, it? I, I, I guess I fell into it because um, I, I left, I think I left the shop and I was working at a lot of bars and uh, <clears throat> I ended up dating this girl who was a graphic designer. And I saw like how much she was making and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what are you doing every day? Like, what kind of design are you doing? And she would show me. And I was like, I could do that in my fucking sleep. So I was like, I got to get one of those gigs. And this was around the time where I was like, you know, fighting like with being an artist or whatever. And just being like, I need like a, I got to shut this creative shit off. Like it's like, 
I mean, I need a regular job where I can be creative and then like go home. So I thought this was perfect. And then I, um, I was on Craigslist one night and I found an internship to the design place. And I was like 26 or 27. I think I was 26. Yeah. I was 26 turning 27 soon. And I went for the interview and they were like, I had like a ton of posters and all kinds of shit like that. And you had cool shit to show them. Yeah, exactly. I, I looked like an illustrator designer kind of person, but like I was getting paid, like not a lot of money for posters and it wasn't like paying the bills. So, so they looked at the portfolio and they were like, you know, you're not like getting paid. This is like an internship. You're not getting paid for this. And I was like, yeah, but every time I get a, I try to go to get a job, there's like, everybody's like, you don't have any experience. And I'm like, nobody will hire me because I don't have experience. This doesn't make sense. So really the only option was to get an internship. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I got it based off like the posters that I did and stuff like that, which was weird. But seeing that the posters were illustration, but also like graphic design that a friend of mine made me realize he was like, you're a graphic designer as well. You're not just this like illustrator because you went to school for that. And I was like, oh, cool. I never thought of it like that. So that's how I, I kind <laughs> so of all the posters that. that you showed them were ones that you designed and printed. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. Like some of them are like, Oh my God, I went to that show. And you know, so it's like, I, I kind of had like an in, you know? Right. How long did you intern? Um, I think it was like, like three months or something. And then, and then they, they were hired like, you. Right, on? Yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. They would come to my desk. I remember the first day they, they came to my desk and they were like, do you know how to like do this thing or whatever? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I just Googled like, how do you do this thing? <laughs> that's how I just learned design in that place. Just fake it till you make it. But you never had any formal training in Adobe, like in Illustrator or Photoshop or anything like that. You just were self-taught. Yeah, I was so scared of Illustrator for like the longest time. And I was like, oh, I only do Photoshop. But I was just like too scared to learn Illustrator. So because yeah. uh, at school, I went to school for animation and then switched over to illustration. Um, so there was like, you get kind of like the software experience in school, but basically they're like, just, you know, you got to teach yourself this stuff. And I was going for illustration and never once did anyone ever tell me, Hey, you could be a, you could like make money and be a graphic designer and do like your illustration on the side and stuff. Um, so that was really weird to like, finally be like 26 years after school and be like, Oh, I can do what graphic designers do and like actually make some money doing this. This is cool. Great. You were doing it in the beginning just because it was artistic and you wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I've always been into illustration and, and, you know, right. I, I think what I actually, what happened in school, I put my projects on the wall and I, I threw like all these textures all over it and like made it look like screen printed. And like, I took it like off registration and stuff. And right. at this time I didn't, I had no idea what screen print was. And somebody was like, Oh, this looks screen printed. You should get the screen printed. And I was like, yeah, cool. I was like, what's that? And they were like, what's that? And then that's how I got the internship. Cause they were like, go to this place and learn from them. So my work like started to get, cause I was always influenced up like from like old packaging and like 
mm-hmm. you see like cardboard boxes and you're like, why is that? Why does that look like that? It's like fucked up, but it's cool looking. And that's how I got into, I don't know. Like it was almost like, I don't know, not like subliminal, but I just always yeah. kind of knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it was just the style you were looking at. was, was Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So when you were working at the design place, did they have a set goal for you every day? You were like, you, you are working on this or they just looked at you whenever they needed a specific skill set thing that you had. Um, well, at first it was like, they were just throwing all this stuff at me, kind of thinking, kind of figuring out where I'm going to fit because there are so many different brands. So it, it, you know, I'm doing like bullshitty, like correction stuff and, fixing old posters from last year to make it updated for this year and stuff like that. And then they started to use my drawing skills a little bit more. And, you know, cause one account will be like, Oh, we need this like little doodle. Like, do you, you guys have any designers that they could do that? And they would come to me and um, yeah. So yeah, I guess they would eventually start coming to me for more illustration and, and kind of like goofy cartoony stuff, but also like, they knew I knew like how to manipulate images to make them look older. And so they were into that kind of stuff too. Yeah. It was funny. Cause like uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Zach Newton worked at uh, Hallmark forever. He literally just stopped working at Hallmark. Uh, and that was funny. Cause it was his day job was like, you know, illustrations for all these cards. And it was like all over the place, like what kind of cards he was making. And then he would go home and he had like his specific style of like design that he would do freelance when he got home. So that's what I was wondering. Like, do you, did you have like a style that you used when you were at work and then a totally different aesthetic when you got home? I kind of like consciously was like, don't do your, like, you know, do a good job, but like, don't do your A game, like personal kind of stuff. Like I don't, cause you know, sometimes in a place like that, if you do something like that, you're, you're, you're helping build a brand. And in a place like that, as a designer, you're just like a tool that they use. You're not like a big shot. Right. So you can easily help out a brand. Yeah. So I, I consciously kind of like stayed away from doing too much stuff. And also my style wasn't really what they were looking for, for some things they wanted like really old. I don't, it was during the time, like everybody was ripping off land. You guys know that work by land. It's like, um, I'm sure you've seen similar thing. You know, it would be like a chick with like a snake wrapped around her arm next to like a little fountain and just line drawings and stuff like that. So they, Mm -hmm. they would do that a lot too. They'd be like, Hey, look at this thing. Just remake that. And it's kind of (laughs) like how I got burned out on that place. Cause I was like, I'm not ripping people off. And Oh, it, it happens in every design place. I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure there's some that, what was their what was their main market you said that you had a couple beer places or whatever was it mostly that kind of it was all yeah it was all booze so it was um sailor jerry um hendrix gin narragansett uh yeah all that kind of stuff just mainly booze trying to think of it i think they did like golf shoes or something like that (laughs) it's related yeah they uh yeah yeah their their thing was they would create brands and then sell them or be like the major, like the, the art direction behind the brands. Right. So I guess like the owner would have a piece of it and stuff. It was, it was really cool. It was, it, it, I learned so much work in there. It was, it was really awesome. And then I remember what, it was my 30th birthday. 
I quit smoking cigarettes and I was like, I'm going to quit my job today. Cause like shit's getting crazy. So, uh, I was just really happy that they were cool. And, uh, the owner, uh, was super nice. Cause he was like, where are you going? He thought I was just going to like a new, a new spot. Place, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to like open up a little print shop and, and do my own thing or whatever. And he's like, that's how you make the money. He's like, I'll send you all our work. And I was like, all right, sick. And, uh, Another thing that helped was uh, my dad always said, when you leave a job, you got to write your boss a note, like no matter what, and thank him and whatever. And I just thought that was like a really cool thing. So yeah, that's I wrote a, really a little cool note. Thing. Yeah. So I, I wrote him a little note thanking him, how much I appreciated working there. And on the front, you know, uh, the Aloha monkey from Sailor Jerry, where he's spreading his ass cheeks and the yeah, O yeah. and Aloha. Yeah. So I put his face on it <laughs> and everybody, everybody was like, what the fuck? You're really going to give that to him? And like, apparently he loved it and keep, keeps it in his office and shit. So, so I think that helps. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I would like. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone um, leave and give you a note like that or like put in their two weeks and, you know, stay the two weeks, not just like walk off and, and it's over, but stay the two weeks. And during those two weeks, you're trying to think of, uh, you know, like what that last day is going to be like. And, um, I'm always happy for them because I know they're moving on most of the time anyway to something good. And sometimes they're moving out of town, but um, every now and then um, I wish they were staying, you know? And so I don't, um, it's tough because like you just said, you write this note and try to end on good terms. Like you're breaking up basically. And instead of, you know, shit talking one another or whatever and leaving on bad terms, I think the best way to do it is to leave on good terms. And every once in a while, there's been a few anyway, where, uh, for me, it's been uh, pretty tough. Not to, not that I was being fake, or maybe I was a little bit at, towards the end, but um, I always try anyway to to end on good terms. I think that's really important because, um, especially with somebody who's really done, um, like contributed to our success, let's say, you know, because I've had probably a handful of people come back, you know, so they go for various reasons. Like, um, I don't know, maybe they take a job that's closer to, to home because their commute was shitty, you know? And so like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, you know, I don't have to commute. Like I, I can, I can commute a half hour less every day and that's going to add up. Right. And so they take that job, yeah. but then they're at that, whatever that job for a year or two sometimes. And they're like, you know, this job sucks. I actually really liked it at sure Kong. And it's worth a half hour drive. I hate who I work with and all this kind of stuff. And they come oh. back and isn't it great that we did leave on good terms, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I'd rehire him. Has that, do you go through that Dylan ever? And what about you, Max? Um, I've only had one assistant. So I've never actually hired anybody, but, uh, except this summer I got an intern and I got so crazy. The work got so insane this summer. And I was like, dude, you're hired. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're going to be, you know, he's, he thought he was going to like learn to print all this cool stuff. And I was like, you're gonna be folding shirts and like burning screens and help me out. So, but he was, he was stoked. So I have him now actually, um, cause of, uh, the holiday break, he goes to school in Savannah, but yeah, that's the only person I've ever hired and he's awesome. And I don't want him to go back to school. So what's up, James, <laughs> that's the worst is when they, yeah, I've actually like, um, jokingly tried to get people to drop out of school and say, cause I've had that yeah. same thing where like, Hey, I'm get like, they work here the whole summer and they're actually, they're awesome. Or they interned here. And I'm like, you don't want to go back to school. What's that worth? That's you yeah. like, what are you really going to get from that anyway? Stay here. Yeah. But um, deep down, I yeah. know you got to finish it, but it's like you know right I mean? now, like I have, I have Zach 
uh, we call him Elder Zach because we have two Zachs, but like he's a great dude and he's a great employee and he's like fun to be around and he gets the vibe here and he's like a great worker and he's willing to come in like on his own extra time to like get shit done. He's just a good dude. But we've known since he's been hired that like his yeah. ultimate goal is to like go in the air force. And like right now he's doing like flight training. So like he, he actually just got his schedule for that where like, he's going to go like every Wednesday for like an hour in the morning or like an hour or two in the morning, he's going to miss work because he's got like flight school. So it sucks to know that like, you know, in a year or two, this guy's going to be gone. Like, there's no stopping him. There's no like, Hey, like, yeah, I'll give you a dollar more an hour. If you stay, it's like, he's like, no, I'm, I'm yeah, right. <laughs> my goal. You know what I mean? Like I'm working here because I needed a job. Like yeah. his job before here was, I think he worked for the town and he like, you know, like picked up garbage off the side of the road or like raked some shit or did whatever. And that pay sucked and the job sucked or whatever. And then he got a job here just looking for another job, but he's like, learn the skill. And like I said, we're like a close knit kind of like family group and yeah. it just sucks knowing that like you have that guy and it's hard to find somebody that fits that mold and you know, he's leaving. So I think that's good and bad actually, yeah. because at least, you know, like you can plan for it. So you're like, you know, you, he's going to be there yeah, for X amount of time sucks. and that's way better than somebody just coming in and say, Hey Dylan, I'm putting in my two weeks and then he's just gone, yeah. you know? So yeah. it does. Well, my thing is I'm thinking about it in like future plans of like, okay, I've got Zach. He's going to be great here. When he does leave, it's going to suck. But then I think about later in life when I'm like doing crazy shit on some like island somewhere and I'm like, you know, in the movie, there's always that one dude who knows somebody to call and then all of a sudden this fucking helicopter drops out of the sky and like picks them up. That's going to be Zach for me. I'm going to be like, hey, dude, I'm (laughs) stranded on this like thing. And Zach's going to be like, I got you. And he like shows up in like a jet or something and fucking picks me up, takes off. I'm like, oh, it's Zach. That's that's what I'm I, hoping. Uh, I laughed when you um, <clears throat> described his first job of picking up like garbage on the side of the road and stuff. Just yeah. only because I sometimes I look at those guys and I'm like, like they're like I live in uh in Manayunk in Philadelphia, and there's like little town in 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 main on Main Street. There's like street sweepers and they clean up and sh- and, and I look at them sometimes before work and I'm like, man, that's the life. <laughs> well, like I'm like envious. <laughs> they get to be outside and stuff, and not print shirts, but yeah, yeah. I have that a little bit too with certain jobs, but I think it's one of those things like you would like it for like a week or two, and then you'd be like, all yeah. right, I've had my fill. Like for I sure. like the dudes who like mow golf courses, yeah. or like mow the like inner lane of a highway where it's just grass, yeah, right? for like miles. Yeah. I'm like yeah. oh, and they like park love their that cars job. like down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I was man, like, they like drove here and yeah. Like, all they up. gotta do is fucking put headphones in and sit there on a mower yeah. all day. That's that sounds yeah. amazing. But um, you know, I I just sit there with headphones and print shirts. It's not that right. bad. Right. Same thing. Maybe so. it's uh like the grass is always greener though, because they're probably mm-hmm. thinking, Man, wouldn't it be so cool if I could just have a, my own print shop or whatever, but I don't know how to yeah, right? drive this tractor for another year. I could save up maybe and buy myself a press or something. You know I mean? You never know yeah. like that. Do you, do you always hear um, people being like, Oh, if I own my own print shop, I'd be printing my own clothes all the time. I hear that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not that fucking easy. Or you don't want to just do extra shit for no reason. Cause you want a misfit shirt. You don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Exactly. I'd be printing my own band shirts or all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, until you have to like make the screen and clean it and mix yeah. the inks and yeah. 
It's like my own kids ask me, they're like, Dad, are you making me a shirt? I'm like, yeah, I'll cut that shit in vinyl and press it. Like, I'm not fucking making yeah. this doing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably any any girlfriend I've like, ever had that I bring to the studio is like, can we make a shirt today? I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth that much to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you you're printing stuff for them. You said you, you took on contract work. How did that develop? Did you like search them out or did they come to you and then you work together for a they while? Just, they just came to me. I don't do, yeah, I don't do any, um, advertising like at all. And, um, it's all, it's just been all word of mouth. And then, um, I moved, um, to a building where there was a digital printer and, uh, he was like, Oh, people are always asking me for screen printing. So, so we hooked up that way. And, um, this other one reached out cause, uh, uh, you know, I was like the only, not the only one, but like one of the rare shops that does water-based ink and discharge. So, uh, he just needed some, some help with doing that kind of stuff. So that's how that started. And it, it came, it came at a time, any, any time I've ever gotten like any like big thing happen, it, it's come at a time where I'm like, I need to either find a job or like some new clients and then the contract printing came in and I was like, Oh shit, I didn't even know this was a thing. So yeah. it just, it was like perfect timing and uh, it helped me pay off some debt. That was pretty shitty. And um, yeah, it just, it got to be a, a lot with the, with the contract printing, but That's I so still good. have my, my other clients and stuff. I was going to say, so nowadays you kind of got rid of the contract stuff. So you're still just doing your regular client work and hoping yeah. that you have enough time now to focus on, more stuff for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I have enough clients where it makes me pretty good money and I can pay the bills and have a little extra. And, uh, that was the thing. It, it was so much contract work where it started to, like I did a, <clears throat> and I know comparing each job is kind of, kind of weird because some jobs are priced differently and whatever you're making more money on a more expensive garment or something. But I printed a, a job, like a contract job one day and I made like, it took me like an hour and a half. I made like 60 bucks. And then the day after I printed um, like a bunch of tote bags for a client, it took me two and a half hours and I made like 600. And I was like, okay. I was like, I can, I can survive without this. So, right. Exactly. How did you make yeah. up your contract pricing? Because or, did you like do what a lot of people do and just found somebody else's contract pricing and then say, Oh, that's pretty close. Cause uh, for but, us, it was pretty tough right. to, you know, cause how are we going to discount it so that I actually like that we do make money, you know, instead of the 60 yeah. bucks, like you said, it's tough. It's tough. I, uh, <clears throat> he actually came to me, both, both shops came to me with pricing and I was like, yeah, it looks good. It was just the same when I got hired at the, at the design place, they were like, we're going to pay you this much. And I was like, I'm rich. And then three, <laughs> three months later, I was like, the fuck did I just do? I'm getting paid like dirt, but learning. What's the thing is funny. Like with contract, you say it's contract. I know when most people think a contract ring, they're thinking like, okay, you've got this company that's coming to you and they're just going to send you tons of consistent work like every day. Okay. We're going to send yeah. you five to 10 jobs a day. And, you know, that's what, that's why it's worth giving them this like discounted print rate is because a, you don't ever have to deal with the customer, you know, they're sending you the garments, everything's supposed to be ready for the most part, which we all know is yeah. rarely the case that everything's ready. Yeah. Um, and 
there's these people that come to you like from time to time that say they want to do contract, but really all they want to do is order the shirts and hope you're going to give them the contract rate so that they make more money on the deal mm-hmm. when really they should just let you handle the whole thing. Cause we yeah. get that from time to time where it's like a clothing liner. It's uh, you know, some company that wants to order maybe like once a month and they're like, Oh, we want, we want to do contract. And it's like, all right, well, it got to the point where we were just like, all right, well, we're just going to charge you what we would normally charge for screen printing. Like yeah, if we're right. going to take our regular screen printing pricing chart, just not put the blank in or charge extra for the blank. This is what we're charging you. And they're like, well, that's way too high. This other place will do it for 15 cents a shirt or whatever. I'm like, well, that's fucking dog shit. That's like, yeah. go there then. Like, why are you, you even bothering with me? Yeah. Right. And it's like, why should I do the exact same amount of work we're normally going to do, like making screens and supping your art, doing the whole thing for pennies when it's the exact same work? If anything, most of the time it's harder because you're sending us blanks that are just fucking like mismatched or it's from it's a shirt we've never printed on before. Like we don't know how it's going to like have dye migration or issues or whatever. Or we find out that every shirt in the box is individually bagged and folded and we have to take them all oh, out of the bags and everything else. It's, like, it's just nightmare. like, I yeah, hate it, that. I the thing is, it's like shit. the only way I want to do contract with somebody is if it's like a really good relationship back and forth. And I feel like those are the kind of contractors that Andy has is where they're kind of like selected. Right. And we have a few of those and we've had them before. We kind of started turning a lot more of that stuff down. Um, but the only way I want to do it is if it's with somebody, I know it's going to be, they're not going to bat an eye at pricing. They just need us to actually print the job and it's it. Like we're the printers and we get respected and paid what we should be paid and we'll do the job yeah. with them. But yeah. I feel like there's way too many people out there just trying to make it a little extra on each shirt. And they're trying to cut all these corners and it's always the printer that gets fucked because yeah. you will get those shit shirts from somebody and they're going to blame you when the print doesn't come out good, even though that's a shirt you've never printed on before. You don't know anything about it. You're just putting ink yeah. in the shirt and something happens. And then, you know what happens? We have to rebuy those blanks and then do the whole thing. And we lose a ton of money. Yeah. That's the worst. So that's where I'm that's- like, nah, fuck that shit. I don't want to do I that. Think, I think I figured yeah. it out with contract work for us anyway. And that is that um, there are contractors out there that are great to work with because sort of like you said, they, they give you regular work. Um, they don't question pricing. The pricing is understood. Uh, the artwork is always done. The shirts don't check in. In other words, they just show up and you open the boxes or the bins and print them. Um, and the process like is, is simple. Like it just makes sense. And also you're not printing just soul crushing, awful, like corporate work at like, at maybe the, maybe the, uh, you know, the graphics are cool. And so the, the press ops like it and, it just runs smooth. And most importantly, they pay and they pay on time or even sometimes early. And I think that if you have that sort of relationship, then that contract work is, can be a good, a really good part, a really good portion of, of your work. It's when it's the contractors that really shouldn't be contractors, kind of like what you were talking about, yeah. where they, you almost have to, to hold their hand through the whole process uh, like a normal customer and you have to do a lot of work. And sometimes I even have to do art. Their shirts come in from all over. Like it's a hot mess. It doesn't even make sense. The POs are lousy and then they don't pay on time. They're like, wait a second, time out this we're done, you know? And so I think that's what we're going to do. And a lot of times those contractors are the ones that 
um, aren't ordering regularly. Maybe they order every couple of months, like they place one order every two or three months or something like that. And I think that's that, yeah. that's, that's one of the, the, the clients in the tire, the type of clients that we're going to eliminate in 2022 is, um, is that sort of contractor, because I want to do some contract work. I just don't want to do others. <laughs> you know, I think we need to be yeah. very picky when it comes to a contractor. Yes. Speaking of being picky about clients and, and that kind of thing, I, I ultimately, I would really love, I, I know this is like kind of a stretch, but I, I would love to be able to like only print stuff that I'm designing. And then, but um, I, I have been thinking, I do have to be picky about like clients that I choose to keep going with. And cause there's some, I don't know if you guys ever had a client where it just like nothing is working. Like, like every time they send you something, something happens and you're like, why with this one person is this something's always happening. And I, yeah. I think I gotta, you know, get rid of some of those guys. Yeah. Those are red flag customers that we've been really focusing on getting rid of. Yeah. Um, it seemed like quite a bit lately. Now I'm getting that, you know, Morgan or Sarah coming over to me and be like, well, so-and-so wants to order again. And last time we worked with them, he was a real asshole or, you know, he gave us this art and then complained about it when it was the colors that he picked and like yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like, that's a red flag customer. We had this meeting. I told you I gave you full, you know, authority to be like, all right, well, this person doesn't fit what we want to do and tell them, you know, we're full right now. And it, we we could recommend them to someone else if they want. It's like, so is that how you're going to put it? Because I've, I don't, I don't know how to put it so that I don't upset like them, you know, because yeah. Cause what, what do you say to somebody that we're we just, just had saying, a problem customer that yeah. came through embroidery and we're like, oh my gosh, like we can never work with this person again, never. Cause we, we tried, we, we, we jumped over so many hurdles to make them happy and they never got, became happy. And I'm like, we cannot do this next year. How do we tell them no? Mm -hmm. You know, or we cross our fingers that like, they just, it seemed like they were so unhappy. Why would you even come back here? You know, like you, mm -hmm. every step of the way you were upset. Why just go somewhere else? Like, because it was just, they were just being overdramatic and it, most of it was just them wanting to whine and be heard. But the truth of it is, is we, when we first started saying no, we started saying, okay, we're, we're pretty booked up right now, uh, but we'd like to help you out. Here's some printers that we'd like to send you to. And then people in my mind, I thought people would just be like, okay, like we'll go somewhere else. But there's been a lot of people who have been like, no, like we found you. We really like what you do. We really want to work with you. We're willing to wait. And I'm like, fuck, well, they, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so then so we had to make, say? So then we have to make up other shit like, oh, no, we're just too busy. And there's this one guy who's literally willing to wait like six months to be like, because we told him, we're like, yeah, we're kind of booked up to like, well, this was months ago now, but we were like, yeah, we're kind of booked up to end of January. And he's like, all right, I'll wait. And we were just like, well, fuck, like, what are we going to tell him in January? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's getting to the point now where we're just telling people like, hey, um, we read through everything you have. It just doesn't look like you're kind of in our mold or you fit in our wheelhouse. Um, but we, you know, we still want to help you out as much as possible. I think it's just that thing. It's kind of like just being honest and kind of like a quick breakup of being like, we just don't think, feel like you fit well with what we're trying to do. <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> I mean, thought about that. <laughs> it sucks, but it's like, what else do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could lie to them and just be like, we're overbooked. And then, they try to hit us up later and then we constantly have to be like, we're overbooked, we're overbooked. And then they're like, well, fuck these guys. 
I'd rather yeah. just be like, Hey, like what you're trying to do isn't what we're trying to do. So yeah, like, that's we, had, cool. we had someone the other day that came to us and it was the same thing. It was kind of like, you know, they were, I don't remember what it was. It was, it was some design that was overcomplicated. Like it didn't need to be this way. It was like, and they wanted it to be a one color, but it was like a, like a line drawing of this thing. And it had like all the shading in it. And it was just, we told them like, Hey, this is the best way this is going to come out. And we were telling them honestly, like, Hey, if you want this to look good screen printed, like this is what I would recommend doing, but it was going to at least be a three color. And cause they had all these grays and gradients and everything else. We're like, if we do this in white and try to halftone everything, it's going to be a mess. Like, it's yeah. just not going to look good. Like it's not going to translate well. They're going to be unhappy. And then they're going to come back to us and be like, you printed this like shit. And then we're going to have to reorder the whole thing. It's not fucking worth it. So I told Morgan, yeah. I was like, tell him this is the way it's going to be. And if he doesn't like it and he comes back with an argument of, but I want it this way, we're going to say, you're not really fitting here you know, whatever, and turn him down and send him on his way. Like that's I wonder just if you could say, like, instead of you're not fitting here, like making it sound like it's his problem. What if you said something like, um, it's not you, it's me. Right. That's what I mean. I'd rather be like, you're an asshole and we don't like you <laughs> go somewhere else. Right. right. But basically yeah. say it's not you, it's me. But, and so, and, but in different words, like say something like, look, we've taken on a, a lot of projects and we don't have any extra time available right now. And so I'm um, here back to the same thing where they're like, all right, well, wait, like we don't have any time available in 2022. <laughs> no, they'll wait. And, and here, and here I, would is much, a... I would much rather be like, Hey, I, we know from experience from all these years of doing this, that like what you want us to do isn't going to work well. Like you came to us to make this thing for you. We're the yeah. experts in telling you straight up, like, this is not going to look good. And then you fight us and say, no, it's going to look good because I've burned it into my fucking mind that it's yeah. going to look this way. Those are the worst clients to have because no matter what you do, it's not going to match the expectations of what they already planted in their own mind of what it's going to look like. Right. But what about so, for the client that um, you can make look good? I mean, it is in your we we wheelhouse, but you just don't like them or they're just a jerk every time to your to your team. Then and we so, say, hey, you've been an asshole. Uh, here's here's the road, but. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to try that next time. Okay. Hey, you've been an asshole. Here's the road. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. See how that goes. But that's the thing no, that people I, don't get is like, we don't have to take everybody's fucking business. Like, no, we don't. We're but, not McDonald's. Like you don't, we don't have to take your shit. Like if you come here and it doesn't fit us or you're a dickhead. Like, sorry. Like, we don't have to fucking print your job. Like I think to it's me, a it's not worth situation. I think, and I think there's a way to put it and I'm going to script it so that it makes sense because these girls don't want um, a customer upset with them or it's like, Oh, well, let me talk to the owner. I mean, I got that just this last um, week. I, I had a, I promise a negotiator you, again. I promise where, you, if you start turning shit down more, like everybody at work is going to be so much more happy. Well, we have, we've already started. Like we already have started with the minimums and everything like that. And we have, I did what Drew said at um, 320 and we have a referral card, you know, that we have on in a clip, like right at the front counter when somebody comes in and like, like, that's not the thing that we can do, whether it's a DTG or whatever it is. We just say, Hey, but these guys do it. And they're like, Oh, cool. Thanks. And it, that works. I'm talking about the customer that is just a pain in the ass that um, does meet your minimums and all this kind of stuff. Like, how do you break up with them? Because I think it's harder, especially if you've printed for them for a year or two or three or whatever. And um, I just had somebody that was a negotiator that again, um, Chris just a couple of days ago and they, right. I did. I've lost them. 
but they, they had, um, what I did that finally, because I was just like getting nowhere at the front counter with his, with his, like, he was adamant about a certain price. And I said, Hey, check this out. Come here. And I brought him back because he wanted a five color design. And I brought him back to um, a press. It was actually printing a four color. I lucked out and I showed him, I said, here, look, you know, we're printing, it was, it was printing right on press. Look, one color flash, two color. And I walked him all the way on the press, showed him at the end of the dryer. And I said, we have to make a screen for every single color. I think he didn't understand the difference between one color and five color. Like it wasn't a big deal. Just like stamp it on the fucking shirt. Like, why are you yeah. charging me more? And so I showed him. Sometimes I think if you show them what it actually does take, um, it worked that time anyway. And he didn't even ask again. Like, he just paid at the front counter and bought the shirt. Then they're going to be like, well, what if you charge me for four color and I'll just come in that day and I'll print that fifth color myself? Mm -hmm. Can you give me a I discount? I love that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love when someone's like, well, I know that you could fit two of these images on one screen. And I'm like, right. right, you come in and you print the fucking thing, yeah. you know, I can't stand that. Yeah. Those oh, are the man. kind of people that literally we're just, we just have called here red flag customers. So anytime we get an email from somebody or somebody who's looking to get an order going and we can already see one red flag, if it's artwork yeah. or their tone of voice or just anything to do in the email that already makes us think, eh, like mm -hmm. this guy's going to suck. Yeah. I'm not, it's not worth the money. It's not worth it because of the yeah, fact that sure how many times with those customers, is it a, a huge headache for the person in customer service who has to deal with that person and setting it up and they always want all these demands or B we print a job and then they're unhappy with it because of the expectations that they already set in their mind of this is the way it has to be perfectly. Or if it's not like that, then I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. And then, yeah. and, and then, then they, we end then up having to reprint shit. the whole fucking thing or yeah. they leave us and a shitty review. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's not. Yeah. That's why it. I try to, I try to have everybody like try to give, I try to almost like hold people's hands. Like when they first start with me, cause like you can tell in that first initial email that this guy might be a fucking pain in the ass. Right. And I'm really good now with like vetting those people, but yeah, you cannot. Yeah. The Max, other option, the other option with that that we've also done too is like if it's kind of a red flag, but it's not like over the top where it's like, okay, fuck this person. It's not like I'm trying to be a dick to customers because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But like I'm more of the camp now of like this guy the other day with the artwork that wanted a one color. I told her, I was like, just be brutally honest. Be like, we know that this artwork would come out better if we did it this specific way. Like we're trying to meet you in the middle here. We're trying to make this design a look really good and B be as many, like as least amount of colors as possible. Yeah. Like if you want it to be one color, we're going to have to do this solely as a line drawing, like no shading, no, the bridge isn't going to be gray. Like there's going to be no fades. Like this will be the best way this comes out. And even mm -hmm. then, even then we're only charging you as a one color, but we're going to do it as a two color because we're going to do, an underbase white and a highlight white, but the highlight white is only going to be the thin lines. And then the other stuff's going to be underbased. But to us, we don't charge extra for an underbase. So it just is what it is. Like we're still going to do this to where it looks extra good. Um, but it's to us, it's a two color. So anyway, like I had her tell that guy that, and I said specifically, I was like, if he comes back arguing more, like he doesn't agree with that or say, okay, let's just, let's go that way or whatever then tell him, Hey, sorry, you're not going to fit here. Um, 
here's somewhere else to go because it's not worth yeah. carrying that conversation on even more. Yeah. I have a, and, I have a solution. Know. I have a solution for Max. Yeah. So you have that customer at your front counter and they're arguing or negotiating and you say, okay, fine. If you beat me at a game of pool. Oh yeah. I have an idea then, about that. <laughs> then, then fine. You can have your yeah. price. Yeah. I've been, like I've it? been, yeah, I've been thinking about this idea where a client comes in and picks up their stuff and I'm like, all right, if you want 5% off, you got to try to beat me. <laughs> and if they, if they beat me, then, you know, they get, whatever, not, you know, whatever they're, they're, it's a win win because a, you get somebody to play you at pool. Exactly. And B, if need, they win, I need then some competition. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> but I want to print shirts. Um, you know, like a shirt, like I lost at bird watchers and all I got was this <laughs> right. amazing quality printing and my ass kicked on the pool table or whatever. And then right. a winner shirt. I that's yeah. It's in my, uh, it's in my idea list in my sketchbook. You should totally do that. It rules. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where we left off in this story, but, uh, so you gave up the contract stuff. Are you trying to, Oh, I know where this was going is that you were talking about how you wanted to someday, hopefully use mostly your artwork for your customers. Have you been pushing that to be like, Hey, like, I don't know, I guess like with social media or anything, like trying to put your art out there more to where you're getting back people that specifically want to work with you because they know you can draw them something and print it, like do the whole package. Yeah, I, I've been trying to, I'm terrible with like self-promotion and social media. I like really don't like it, but um, I'm trying to like push more of the stuff that I'm doing like personally, because I feel like with a with a big um, portfolio, that's the way I could get more people into right. into what I'm doing and stuff like that. There's a guy but, yeah. that I've been working with for forever. Like I've been working with for 12-ish more years now that uh, Dave, Andy, you've met him. He's in our book club. But that's that's pretty much what he does. Is like he he was a designer first and then he got to where the, pretty much people kept always asking for, to make a t-shirt design. For, like they might go somewhere else to get it printed or whatever. So he's got really into design and then pretty much he was like, all right, well, I'm going to like broker t-shirts. Basically I'm going to make the design and then I'm going to sell them on shirts and then I'm going to make my cut and I'm going to give them the final product of like, I designed it. I put it on shirts. Here's your shirts. Um, and cool. me and Dave have been working together for, like I said, 12 years or more just doing that like all of his jobs for the most part, he designs, does the whole package. So he charges them an art fee and then he charges them whatever it is for the shirts. So he makes some on the printing because we have like a deal and then Mm -hmm. he makes whatever he makes on doing the design work. And it's funny, you can always tell that like in his area or his bubble that it's always like shirts by Dave because it'll be a brewery or it'll be a restaurant or it'll be a church group or whatever. And it's always his style. Yeah. Um, and people come to him for that specifically because they're like, well, normally I would have to get a design done over here and then I'd have to take that design to the t-shirt printer and do this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like it give because it it's like this one stop shop of like, you make what you know is going to print really well. Yeah. And then there's no excuses. Like you're, you're designing it for print for yourself. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I, that's how my work is anyway. So that's what, how I'd like to be able to learning screen printing totally changed the way I, I do illustration or design. I'm constantly always thinking like, how can this be screen printed? 
Like I'm never designing anything that can't be screen printed. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's what I've been thinking a lot lately. I, I would love to have a um, like a package of like because a lot of people are like how much for twelve shirts with like a design on it. And I'm like I don't fucking know. Like I don't have I don't have like a thing yet for that. Like a package, like a price right. list or anything. So I would like to eventually put together, um, yeah, some pricing where it oh, includes right. the artwork and like maybe like. The first round of shirts cost this much, but then if you reorder for me, then you, you know it'll be a, a, a different price. And, mm-hmm. and I've been trying. I want to get into um, so so the the league, the pool league that I'm in. It's uh, eight eight players a team. So sometimes people come to me and they they want shirts, but they're like, I only need like eight, and I'm like, God damn it, because you know <laughs> I try to get with the the 24 minimum kind of thing, but. Um, so I want to, I have, I've started it. Uh, I'm putting together like a little list of like how much it's going to cost with the design, simple type design, big illustration design, all kinds of stuff. And just to have a package for like eight to 12, eight to 16 shirts. I was going to um, say like, so if you're, if you're in that niche market though, like which you easily could be because you're already in it and you know, the lingo and everything, Maybe yeah. you just charge a premium for eight shirts because you know they're going to pay for them. Yeah. Like if it's yeah, if if you're a dude on a team, you're probably willing to pay whatever to have your team shirt, yeah, or whatever. So you could charge a premium for the shirt, and then you can also charge the design fee and just have it be like people know to go to you if they want like a pool team shirt. Oh yeah, so the plan. are you pushing that at all, or that's the plan? I guess uh, not yet. Well, yeah. I mean, I just got rid of this this um, contract printer. Um, this contract printing account. So um, uh, I've just been like t- trying to deal with the clients that I have now. Right. And then I figured, you know, after Jan- after uh, December, I don't know if it happens to you guys, but I'm like super dead after Christmas. Oh yeah. Like wild. Okay, cool. Well, not cool. It's not yeah. just you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> generally, generally from Christmas till the end of February is like slow season for most. People. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have that. I want to, I want to be able to do that. Cause I, I recently printed a job for somebody for a pool team and they wanted like 12 shirts. And I was like, man, I should really like do this. Cause people ask me all the time for pool shirts. Some of them want those, those like crazy all over, right. Like polyester bullshit. But like, I just yeah. want so like, the guy. Fieri. <laughs> yeah, dude. Some of the shit is wild that these people make. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's something else I kind of want. I know it's like such a small, like world is the pool world, but like, I look at what people do and I'm like, Oh God, like how many eight balls with flames and skulls and city lines are you going to do? So, um, well, that's, the thing is, been, that's the thing that rules with you is you have the skills to change that. Like all yeah. you need to do is like a couple, like find out who are the teams that will, people will look up to. And then do try to get to work with them. And then yeah. after that, it's going to be like, well, you did, you have a resume of, I did this team. I did this team. I did this team. I did this team. And I did the artwork for them. And then people aren't going to care about like the crazy all over prints or full color or this and this, they're going to, they're going to want the fact that mm-hmm. they got a shirt made by you designed by you. And then you can design it as whatever the fuck you want to design it as. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's the, there can't that's the be goal that right many. Now. There can't be that many fucking screen printers that are focused on the pool market. I don't think there's any. <laughs> I don't think that's what I mean. There like might you be, fucking maybe one. <laughs> you have that. You have that market cornered for the most part. You should. You should yeah. start to take advantage of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been. Uh, 
a lot of my work has been like mostly pool related just cause like, that's like my social life and all right. kinds of shit. It's like what I'm really into. And, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, trying to push that and trying to just have fun and make art and also not put too much pressure on like making money. But I, I've had to like kind of tell myself that the past couple of months, like, all right, you know, like you're not going to be rich and famous from drawing. So like, just have fun with it, make, make money with screen printing and, you know, just try to go towards the things you like rather than like what I think people are going to like. And also like right. commercial printing. Like I don't want to be stuck doing that. Not that it's not a good gig because, you know, I'm sure you guys are doing well, but I just have some different goals as well, far everybody as like does it their own process. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all have our own end goal or how we want to be happy or whatever. So, I mean, my, the way I do it is different than a lot of people like to do it just because yeah. I'm happy with this fueling my passions about whatever. So yeah. um, are you printing, are you trying to print more and more apparel for yourself as far as a, like a brand or are you uh, doing, trying to do a lot of like posters and t-shirts and everything else? So uh, this living good thing, uh, I always wrote living good on like all my bird watcher stuff. And people are like, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just like this stupid thing I write on it. And uh, during the pandemic, my brother was like, what's that living good? Why do you do that? And I was like, I don't know. It's just uh, something I kind of, I got it from like a 50 cent song when I was in high school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've always like wrote it and drew it and all kinds of stuff. And uh, so I'm kind of pushing that as like the brand mm-hmm. sort of thing. Cause we, we kind of like started it as this brand like t-shirt brand and he's really into golf and I'm really into pool. So we figured we can kind of like mix and do that kind of shit. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then I just got super busy with, with printing and, uh, you kind of fell short, but yeah, you want to focus on it. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just been very recent where like my workload has lightened up a little bit and I've kind of like really tried to focus more on, illustration and design and the living good brand because selling bird watcher stuff it's like a weird name to sell so <laughs> they're like i'm like not some, into bird watching why would i buy that yeah so, many, so sometimes people you can't really sell like your company shirt over and over and over again before people get tired of it so i just i figured i needed like a like a brand name that that could be kind of cool and whatever uh-huh. okay well i have two questions for you before um we go to questions for us um and the first one is how do you make a pool table laugh god andy Mm. how do you make a pool table laugh yeah it's a good one Uh, i don't know it's it's good to end i really really wanted to guess (laughs) dylan i think you're gonna appreciate this the answer is you tickle its balls oh i can't I was going to say tickle the felt. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's good. I do like Um, it. um, And the second question is, you said you listened to one episode. Which one was it? Um, The guy with the selling is, he he does a tractor trailer, like rental. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. The trailer rentals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And then my headphones. Pick that one at random. Yeah, just on Spotify, just super random. <laughs> He's like, this one. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, does this, anybody I know, nobody I know. And that it's kind Perfect. of like this. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any questions for us? Deep, dark questions, secrets. I'll tell you anything. You guys play pool? I know you do or did sort of. Kind of. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, that's I the thing when I was a kid, that's why I asked you if it, your parents took you to bars is because I remember when I was a kid, my dad and mom would go to the bar and like pretty much we weren't allowed at the bar area, but they would allow us yeah. to like play pool. So mm-hmm. I remember my dad would always give us like a stack of quarters and just be like, go fucking play pool while I like do adult shit over here. That's so, how we grew up. Just like stack of quarters, go play video games and have fun and like get lost in the bar. Right. Pretty much. That's, yeah. 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 Have you ever gotten in a in a fight over a pool game at a bar? Um, no. What, you, what he really a, wants to know is if you broke a stick over a table and fought somebody with it, because that's what everyone wants no, to know. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that again. That's the you know respect the equipment. That should be ah oh, shit. I should have put that in the billiard etiquette <laughs> poster. That would have been a good that's one. a question. That's a question I have. Is do you have your own like custom stick? Uh, it's not custom, but it's uh, it's like a, a really dope one. Yeah, it's like awesome. Okay. Like, do you bring out to the bar with you? It's your, it's in a case. Yeah, I have a break queue and uh, and a regular regular queue. It's pretty so cool. You do have your own stick. Yeah, I want a, I want a like a custom, like um, I want a custom cue ball with like bird watchers or living good on it. But I got, I gotta find a good one. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. what you should do is you should print you should print sticks. I thought about it. I thought about like getting like the like the cylindrical whatever yeah. printer. Yeah. Like, like, like the one they do with glassware. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should get one of those. You should. I think you can buy those. I've seen people buy like the glass printing or the whatever it is. I, I've never really got into it, but you can buy like a kit on eBay, I think, that you can print like glasses with. So you should just get a cheap thing and just try it yourself. It can't be that fucking difficult. Yeah. I just, I just got pens made recently um, because when I was in uh, Atlantic City for the uh, APA tournaments, everybody was asking everybody for pens. And I was like, I'm going to get a shitload of pens made. And next time I come here, I'm just going to sell them for like two for a dollar or whatever. Yeah. So I just got like all my business information printed on them. And I'm looking at them like super close, of course. And I'm like examining it. And I email the guy. I'm like, were these screen printed? And he's like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Just little tiny pens. Mm -hmm. I'd like to print my own pens. That'd be fun. You should. Yeah. Fuck it. Sounds like a mess though. Yeah. All right, Andy, do you want to do some quick takes? Yes, sir. I can't remember who kicks it off though. You do. I have it in front of me. It says Andy. Yeah. But there it is. So, Max, what's one thing you need every day? Um, it's marijuana. <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> Not all day. I can't do all day. I'll fuck up way too many shirts. <laughs> Just first thing. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have a dog? A dog. No. But you prefer dogs. I had a dog. Great day. That's a big dog. Layla. Rest in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. Layla. <laughs> yeah. She uh, <laughs> she was a great apartment dog. Slept for like 18 hours a day. People are like, how could you have a great day in the city? 
I'm like, how could you have a fucking black lab in the city? That thing wants to run around. My dog wants to like just chill. Just sleep. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andy, you got the next one. What gets you really pumped? Kicking someone's ass in pool. <laughs> that gets me really fucking pumped. Winning any sort of tournament. If I'm with a, I don't want to get too crap. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, get yeah, winning stuff in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I win any tournament or anything like that and I have a girl with me that night, then she's getting your A She's getting your A Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. That's um, all I need to hear. You can be honest yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I think it gets all cool. Right. What uh what gets you pissed off? What fucking doesn't? That's um, it. Nope. Don't answer anymore. That's all, all I wanted. Good answer. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these answers are going to so be that's sort of that's similar. The yeah. <laughs> right. Right. A little less right, so, so where's your happy place? Hmm. Um, I guess it's seasonal, but like Belmar Beach. Ocean Ave, it's my favorite place. Um, in the winter, my happy place is on a mountain, snowboarding. And then just in general, my apartment. I love my apartment. Where do you snowboard and where you're at? Uh, usually Blue Mountain, up in the Poconos. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys? I'm in New York, like just north of the PA border. So I'm like oh, okay. not that far. Like I'm oh, probably cool. a couple hours from you. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was wondering. I think I, I can't remember what it what it's called, but there's that one that I always hear on the radio that's in PA that everyone always goes to. Like the only thing I have near me is Greek Peak. Um mm. and then they always talk about it's like Blue Ridge or something. Blue, uh, Blue Mountain. It might be that's the same one, one you're talking about. Uh you've been a mountain creek up there, like Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon uh, sounds familiar, but I I don't yeah. snowboard, so I'm the like oh, okay. I'm the last person to talk to you about that. I oh, would just slide down the hill if anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Andy, is it you or me? It is you. Okay. Uh, big party or small gathering? Super small gathering. Like just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a, a few a few people. Not a not a big party guy anymore. I used to be, but no. I was going to say, has it always been that, or is it just now that? I, I think I I thought about this recently because it's funny. Like um, <clears throat> I do these scenes where they're always in bars and they're on pool table and like drinking and drugs and like all kinds of seedy shit. And like I don't fucking like bars, but like I used to go to them all the time. I appreciate like an old pub, like that kind of that kind of thing. I like the this the scenic like seedy weird like grimy kind of thing um but yeah i don't i don't love like going out to bars but when i did when i was younger like 20 or early 20s i remember being there and i'm like i don't want to be doing this <laughs> why am i here and then then i found more you know then i found out like i don't know my 30s i was like oh i just like when they have pool tables that's why i like bars <laughs> So I've always I've always watch. thought about that because it's not my world. Like I'm not a big drinker and I don't I don't really get it. Like I don't get why 
people always want to go out to clubs or bars and stuff all the time, unless it's like your spot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I get when people, I get when people have like their local bar where they know on a Tuesday night, if they go and get wings and beer or whatever, like so-and-so is going to be there and so-and-so is going to be there. And that's like, it's their social night of just like getting together with people and like hanging out yeah. at the bar. But there's people who just like go to the fucking bar to go to the bar and there's no reason. They're just like, I just want to get hammered. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I had a, I had a big, I had a big group of friends that, you know, it was like when you weren't going out drinking, they were like, where were you, where you been? And you're like, oh, these aren't my friends. They're just like my drinking (laughs) buddies. You know, right. Like I don't want to get the draw when they're, yeah, when there's not a pool table at a bar, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, the, there's not even food. Like, what is happening? Why are we here? So, <laughs> no better with it now. Or anything. Yeah. 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 I'm um, kind of over, over venues and stuff. So, next we have sunrise or sunset. I'd say this is a sunrise. That's a, I like that one. I'd say sunrise. Well, yeah, let's do sunrise. Okay, so now that you said sunrise, I have a part B to that, and it just came to me. Have you ever run up the steps like Rocky did on at sunrise at wherever? It's right by you, right? Yeah, definitely not sunrise. But I don't know. I don't even know if I've been up those stairs. I usually go in the back. I go to the museum. But what building yeah, is that? That's the art museum. Okay. They, the they recently is, took him off the stairs and they put him on, like on the side. Yeah. I think I saw a photo of that where Stallone came or whatever and had that like redoing it or whatever thing. Um, yeah. I don't really have any like, like, I don't know. I feel, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this is like my home. Like Philadelphia is like my home like i like the beach like that's where i'm from um so i guess like my rocky would have been uh jack nicholson used to go to my high school and on like one of the days i didn't have detention he shows up strolls right in so that was like my rocky that's awesome <laughs> yeah the funny thing like is one when of you the days say, i didn't have a detention <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when you say sunrise or sunset and he just said sunrise it immediately made me think of like when we were kids and you would go to a friend's house and it was like, you know, you're up at night and you're eating pizza and playing video games and your friends are like, Hey, you know, it'd be cool if we just did an all nighter. And you were like, let's just not go to bed. And you're like, there's, and then you think about that now and you're like, that's so fucking dumb. Like there's no reason to do that at all. But I remember sleep is so important. I remember being in that kid, like we would always stay up like super late and it's like five in the morning or something. You're like, I'm so fucking tired right now. Why did we do this? And then as soon as you see the sun actually rise, you're like, I did it. Like, yeah, like we've accomplished this. And then your mom or dad picks you up and you immediately go home and pass the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would say uh, when I was a kid, sunrise would be important because I knew when I saw a sunrise, it was victory. Yeah, that's good. I guess you can also look at sunrises defeating like yeah. in, in the party days. Like I remember leaving houses and seeing the sun and hearing birds and you're like, fuck, why did I do this? <laughs> I definitely have been there as well. Yeah. 
So partying yeah. on the beach though and sleeping on the beach, that was cool growing up. So sunrises are cool. Yeah. Uh favorite snack. Um just French fries go. Yeah. Uh, what kind of French fries though? It's hard for me to turn down. Like crinkle cut French, French fries or tater tots or like straight fries or like uh skin on like homemade potatoes french fries. Uh McDonald's fries. French fries. McDonald's are pretty fries. good. I like sweet potato fries. I like every type of French fry. And do you dip the French fry into a condiment or do you just eat the fry? If I have like any, like if I have like chicken fingers and fries at my house, I try to get like as many sauces as humanly possible, like around the plate. I want one of those like, um, you know, those like pill things that old mm-hmm. people use to take their pills every day. I want to use one of those, but like for sauces. <laughs> and just so flip, little, flip open Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday for your attendees. I would just open up all seven of them and have all seven different ones in there. Honey and barbecue and some mayo, sriracha, garlic thing that I make or something like that. Yeah, that sounds fun. And you know what? Dylan's the opposite of that. No condiments. Yeah. None? Zero. Well, Ever. Freak. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. I'm sorry. I like plain ass right. chicken. Plain mm. ass chicken, just like a just French fry. Do you feel like yeah. salt on them or anything? Well, I mean, yes. I'm not that savage. I like okay. salt and pepper. Yeah. Um, but is there, yeah, is there like a beef you have? Like you just don't like them like to be sweet or anything, or just not. I just feel like when people get sauces for like chicken tenders or chicken nuggets or anything like that, or they make a chicken sandwich and they put sauce all over it, it's like you can't taste the sandwich anymore. All you taste is the fucking condiment you put on it. Mm. Like you're literally just having texture with that taste of barbecue sauce or with like I get that. honey mustard or whatever. It's like if I'm eating a chicken sandwich, I want it to taste like a fucking chicken sandwich. Like I don't want it Sometimes. to taste like I think you're saturated in honey mustard. And you might be oversaucing. I had today, this morning I made eggs and I put ketchup on the plate. I don't normally do that, but I felt like, oh, I, I felt like it. Dip the, you know, you take a fork full of eggs, a little ketchup. We know how sauce works. Scrambled eggs? Yes, scrambled eggs. Okay. Yeah. I can't I can't do the yolk. Really? Like a like a runny egg. I love it. It looks eggs. awesome because I like sauces and it looks like another like natural sauce. <laughs> it's a I've natural sauce. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I just can't do it, man. It's weird. I had that this morning. Like I love diners and one of my favorite things is just like over easy eggs mm. with toast. Yeah. And it looks great. I'm not gonna lie, it looks great, but I just I can't I can't even smell it. Like, <laughs> with you i like it I over medium i would say i can do well, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have runny whites yeah but a good egg yolk it makes it like that's the best part it sucks when you have a beard because the shit <laughs> in there it's it's impossible this is like three months solid this is this morning <laughs> i shaved clean shaved this morning <laughs> I just oh, took sure. a hard. When I, got, <laughs> I just took a hard shit, and this came out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> when I first got to Philly, I, I was at UArts, and I was kind of finding it hard to like with like meeting girls or whatever. And someone was like, "Well, you have to grow a beard," and I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, girls like in art school like love girls with beards." And I was like, "Oh, I have to move. This sucks." I'm- I love, I love that from this, to to from this conversation with you, all of your life changing pivotal moments 
are when someone walked up to you and said, you know, you could do this thing, right? Or you have to do this thing. And you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I blame the education system, man. If I'm, I got big beef with the education system. Most of my life is like, wait, what? I could do that. I think it's because you're in detention all the time is what I heard earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all of us. All my friends were doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. It makes sense. Uh, did yeah. I have the last question, Andy, or did you? Oh, yeah, that's mine. What you having for dinner tonight? Pizza and fights is all I heard. Yeah, I think I was going to order a pizza. I have French fries from last night from that's Lucky's not Last Chance. Oh, they're good. Oh, do you have an air fryer? Uh-uh, You're an air no. fryer guy. You got to get an air fryer because the reheat <laughs> option on an air fryer, fucking everything's perfect in that thing. Pizza, <laughs> French fries, chicken fingers, whatever. All, right, all the healthy right. stuff. What kind of pizza, though? Uh, I'll probably get um, Santucci's. So it's like, um, I think they call it, I don't know if they call it grandma style or reverse. It's like uh, it's like the cheese and then the sauce, and then they put it back in the oven. That's like Chicago. No? Yeah, it's kind of like Is it sauce on top. Sauce yeah. on top. Hmm. All right, all right. I just didn't know if it was like thin crust or you're getting this like a Sicilian or you're going to get it like a deep dish. I can't do thin crust. Sicilian's awesome, but like if you order a Sicilian pie, you're going to eat it for like two months. <laughs> like I always like throw them in the freezer. It's just too, too much dough. But yeah, I'll probably do. They're like, you know, they're like normal, regular, a little thicker, I guess, but okay. they're, they're pretty so good. Just, just pizza, pizza, like normal ass pizza. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with too many topic, toppings unless it's like, I like mushrooms. I like hot peppers. I like black olives, but like. So all the gross I, shit nobody yeah. wants on pizza? <laughs> <laughs> black olives are good. Hot peppers are amazing. <laughs> mushrooms are good. As long as they're like fresh mushrooms. I don't fuck with like the, you know, in the can mushrooms. I don't like those. Or the fun Spe- mushrooms. Special mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of, I have mushroom chocolates and I was like, should I just like eat a bunch of mushroom chocolates and, and do this interview. That'd be you should have fun. <laughs> I Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hang up with us and be like, did I just do a podcast or did I, <laughs> did I just talk to the wall for three hours? <laughs> Damn it. I should have did that. Maybe next one. <laughs> okay. We'll have you on the next one. The special mushroom episode. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this with us, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Like, um, I, I swear I'll listen to uh, some episodes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I think what, we should uh, put him on the on the tour, on that East Coast tour, and we come through and we stop in for a game of pool and check out your shop. Hell yeah. Come get that smoke. Pool. What kind of shirt do I get? Me at all. What, what kind of shirt do I get if I win? You get like a I beat. Uh, I, I got to figure out the wording for it, but it's like, I want it. Bird watchers are like, cause I don't, I don't want it to be like, I beat max at bird watchers. Then people are wearing shirts. So I beat max. And I could, I could figure that out. You don't want but that like some here. cool illustration. And then, you know, so cool. where can people go to find like your art or your apparel for living good or bird watchers and so on. Um, so my website and my Instagram is exactly the same. It's birdwatchers.studio. That's it. And then there's like living good official Instagram, but I don't, to be honest, I don't ever post to it because I'm bad at social media. And then if you go to livinggoodofficial.com or livinggood 
clothing.com or livinggoodbelmar.com, it's just going to bring you to birdwatchers.studio. So big surprise. So just go to birdwatchers.studio. Exactly. Okay, cool. I'm going to check it out as soon as we get off of this and get myself some sweet shirts. Awesome. Thank you. But hey, man, thanks again. Uh, Enjoy the fights tonight. I will be as well. And uh, are we are we against each other on who's winning? Or yeah, I think we are. Oliveira. I'll uh, I'll text you when you get your ass kicked. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. I think it's going to be submission, second or third round. Okay. I'm hoping for uh, knee to the face. Oh, perfect. First thing, (laughs) run, jump, knee, dead, over. Just like the Masvidal. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. All right, man. All right. See you later.